and welcome to our podcast. The In Key Podcast. Yeah, In Key with James and Brooke. Okay, so tell them what we're talking about today. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about movies, as per uh, James's request, release strategies, super interesting, and the best microphones to use for recording. All right, well, let's get into it. So, movies. I wanted to talk about a movie that I saw just last night, and I've been really inspired being a nerd going to the library and whatnot, because they have free movies. And so I picked up this one in the foreign film section. I'm like, if I'm going to go there, I'm going to get something that I've never seen before. And in this foreign film section, it's called Fever. And it says, two guys get away with murder, but one girl knows. Will she turn them into the police or exact her own revenge? That was not the movie. The movie was 99%. These guys dressing up as girls, talking about Hitler stuff, trying to study for their test. It's the, what? I was just. I'm already so confused. How it ends. I'm like, okay, let me see how this ends. They're in the room taking the test and they look at each other credits I, it's psychological thriller fever nine out of ten oh amazing i have no idea how to, to but it was foreign so <sighs> I you know really, that makes it cool we'll flip it over <laughs> foreign film that really did blow my mind flowers of war which with christian bale super inspiring batman they even had like a, a pause where they had a performance from these girls that uh worked in a well, anyway, you just go check out the film. It's really good, and uh, it just it's just completely on another level. And I and I just went from something great like that to fever, and uh, it was just it was just rough and a half. So so as I take a breath here, so you don't really watch movies, right? You're more inspired by uh, other artists. So did uh, has any movie really blown your mind? Like every a lot of musicians get the um, Whiplash uh, movie, you know about the drummer. If you're about this, yeah, it's it's this film where this guy, (laughs) one of the famous spots, the drummer is drumming really well, and you know you have this actor really angrily like, and he says, "Stop, not my tempo, not my tempo," you know this kind of thing. So it's supposed to be a very intense film showing you know what you have to put in as an artist, but most of the time it's probably a lot more boring, like you know, okay, do do do. Do do do. Okay, record. Do 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 do. I just did it perfectly twice before recording. That's what I feel being a real artist is just trying to get that right take or something. But that movie, I didn't do it justice. Anyway, I want to talk about these things because I wanted to get it off my chest. That's literally all. And I wanted to, I wanted a topic that we didn't spend nine minutes on in the beginning. So, so yeah, give me. We, we, what do you watch? What do you watch? Broke. What is do it I friends? Uh, Your friends? No, gal? you know what? Lately. Lately, I haven't been watching too much, but um, I will say I started watching that show, The Last of Us. Oh, um, I'm still stuck. I didn't get a chance to watch episode three. Apparently, it was really divisive. Yeah, you know, um, I heard a lot from both sides on that one. Uh, that's all I'll say. Um, I was kind of split. I'm kind of split, but I'll say just going right from the beginning. If you haven't, if you've ever heard of the the video game or you haven't seen the show and you think that you might be interested, I, I give it a shot because at least the first episode you should enjoy. It oh, was, I was, it was blown powerful. Away. I was. I've watched. Oh, the so first you and second, you did watch the first, but not the third episode. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, right. Well, I mean, it was it was great from the beginning. I'm, I think I'm like two episodes behind now. Uh, only because I'm like starting to slowly lose interest, but um, <laughs> the first episode was killer. It felt like a good movie, you know. So, yeah, give, I feel 
Like the only way I'm going to really keep up with this is if I was part of some groups like, man, what's the body count? Like how many, how many on-screen zombie deaths are there? Like, uh, you know, and uh, <laughs> tallies. Are the guns accurate to the time period? Does the actor really know what he's doing? I just want to get into that drama stuff. That's how I stay interested in dumb shows like yeah. this because well, I can't. No, with this I don't like show, waiting the week to week. I can't do that. I no, I get it, but. With this show, the main thing that everybody's so focused on is whether or not it is true to the game, because it is such a like a fan favorite, a real like you know people focus on it so much, um, every detail of how the game was because they were like so connected to this campaign, and I'd say the first episode is literally spot on, frame for frame, like pretty much. But um, but as it's going on, things are changing, and that's you know, whatever. Um, well, we we have to appease our weeaboo fans, and uh, they might not know this, but Brooke is a gamer. <laughs> you're more of a gamer than me at this point i wouldn't say I'm i play gamer. nintendo like I, I like little guys cooking and i'm like chop that thing go fast go get oh the- my okay all right james is just saying i'm a gamer because one day i sent him <laughs> okay a- anybody who has ever played call of duty um i think it originally was in world at war zombies but i'll say we have to keep um, this kid friendly Black so Ops they don't one. shoot real guns they it's like bbs oh only toy guns uh <laughs> the zombies were never real people there's no <laughs> blood but <laughs> there was uh, in Doris, which is <laughs> my favorite zombies map <laughs> uh oh there was word. this easter <laughs> there was this easter egg where you could like um I don't know, you could like go prone and <laughs> I, I guess I do kind of sound like a gamer. Um, you could go prone and like I think Don't press swear the, like... and then say <laughs> another swear to cover up the first swear. I'd have to put did in I? so many noises. Did I? Oh, did I? Oh. Uh, <laughs> Keep going. Uh, so you squat at a map Anyway, you go prone and you like, you click the square button or whatever on PlayStation and then um, it, there's um, a certain point in the game where you could... Uh, it plays this song and it it's so ingrained in my memory i don't know why but it's like oh i never listened to that kind of music is it a heavy me- what kind of song is it it's kind of i sent this the one i sent you it's like kind of metalish oh, and at was. some point I, I they're screaming like, what is this song? but i swear i'm like i can feel it you know for copyright purposes i won't yeah, be singing yeah, it but far, i hear it in my people. head yeah i hear it in my head What's but sometimes i'm just yeah it's back. called Annihilation or something? <laughs> Very fitting. Very fitting. You know. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I, I remember listening to it and I was like, boy, these lyrics are rough on the edges. <laughs> That's what Listen, I remember when you're, about that one. When you're a musician, these things stick out to you. Hey, you That's gotta get paid. Say. It's kind of actually, no, I'll say I'll continue being a gamer for only one more second, but on Black Ops 2 Zombies in Transit, there was like a loading screen and that song is also like currently, like always ingrained in my head and sometimes I'll just be like, go, go up to my brother and just go, dum, 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 bow, 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 and he'll be like, oh, zombies. Oh, <laughs> That's what uh. happens when you do music and you play games. So... Let's move on to our next topic, because I'm actually really stoked about this. Release strategy. Yes. So why are you stoked about it? I'm already thinking release strategy, and I'm like, great, I'm at my board meeting, and I uh, get to talk to myself about all these decisions. Okay, well, no. All right, so hear me out. <laughs> so for the true artist, for the people that are real artists, okay. Yeah, turn uh, up the volume. They, turn up the volume, want, real artists. Listen up. You know, they, uh, they, you know let's say that... Throughout time, things were different. And you have to make a full album, and it's going to be this incredible, beautiful experience and whatever. Let's, let's, favorite example, because one of my favorite of all times, Pink Floyd, right? 
con- these concept whatever you call them concept albums I don't know well, where it's like yeah. one it, it's almost like one continuous song right. type of thing like that's the extreme of it right but people still do that but you can't do that like I mean you can do whatever you want but I don't think that if you have unless you have a good following that that's going to be something that is going to help you progress your career in terms of um business yeah I just keep strategy yeah you know what I'm saying like it's great for art but like if you also want to build a following sometimes it's hard for people it's hard to be palatable when there you give too much information at one time I think Right? Yeah, and also like you release it, and then maybe it doesn't get the full traction it needs to, and then somebody finally does discover it, and it's like an, a year old, and there's no uh, there's no comments on it, no people are really interacting with it. It's mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. oh maybe well, why should I invest in this when they got a new episode of The Last of Us or they are adapting the, the yeah. Fever movie into a full. It's always what's next, what's next, what's exactly. next, right? So. So I think I've I've been so split on this back and forth uh, over the past like I don't know how long um, with no I'm gonna make an EP no I'm just gonna release each one separately no I'm gonna have a full album blah 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 and it keeps changing because it's it's a it's a hard concept to think but I think also we talked about this but um, as of right now it seems like the strategy that might work the best at least for me personally and I know that it's been you know around is the waterfall release right. So, give me the, your take. The Niagara Falls release. Whoosh! The, Let it out. The whooshy woo, hear it do. Um, <laughs> clap y'all hands. Okay, so what's the difference between the waterfall and the drip? And why are all release strategies uh, something to do with you know, water? artists, we're free-flowing, man. But I don't know what a drip is and what the difference... I think, okay, maybe the drip... Hold on. Drip is when you just release each thing one by one. Maybe? But waterfall means that there's an end goal, which means that they're all at the end of however many songs you're releasing, I'm pretty sure, are going to end up on an album. I have no idea. I'm talking out How of my head. are you excited behind. about it? You're hilarious. Okay, so why are you excited about <laughs> I'm excited the because waterfall. I want to make an album, but I'm not at the point in my life where like making an album makes any sense. Right. So I'm going to release a bunch of al- a bunch of singles. Let's say I have like 12 singles, okay? That's literally a full album. I release them all, right? Whatever. Uh, one by one, every however so. I'm not going to give you my plan here, maybe. But <laughs> you release them after every whatever. It's not whatever. part of the waterfall. Just to release your plan. You know, that's not, yeah, that's not waterfall-esque. That's a little damn bit it. more misty or drippy, you know. Damn. Damn. Uh, but, uh, and then after these are all, you know, at least I think at, what you're saying where they show up, but they're just like, you can't click them yet until they come out. Ah. Uh. I think that's a different thing. Okay. I've only seen like real, like, I don't know, like Taylor Swift do that on her last like thing, you know? I don't know how, I think what it works for these, for these uh, independents here, that it just looks like singles are popping up and then it's like basically like looks like you re-released it, but it actually is all part of the same like um, ISC or whatever code or IR or whatever code. Yeah. So you are officially announcing your waterfall strategy. I'm, I'm not, a, I, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> who said that? <laughs> Oh, is this Mike hot? Oh, oh, it's getting hot in here. I can't say that for sure. Uh, um, uh, so wait, wait. Are you balancing that uh, with a, a little different overwhelmed. one? Are you balancing that with a different strategy? Or I mean, what? ideally, I mean, yeah. You could. I, I was considering just taking the last couple songs. I was, you know, <laughs> bouncing around working on uh, three or four songs, making an EP, putting it out, knowing that I have those songs for people to listen to. So I'm out at shows. I'm playing gigs. I'm promoting myself, knowing that there is 
a work of music that people can click and listen to those short songs and that's my catalog for now until the upcoming stuff. I think that that's fair, but I have just keep getting stirred away based on the quantity of like what I can produce into like, no, what if you do it once a month and then you release all of them on an album in like six months, hmm. you know? Yeah, I mean, it's funny because when you say EP, it Twice makes month, me think of back in the days where people would pass out their cheap CD thing, <laughs> CDs. but it would be awesome because I'd like, oh, this is just like the official CDs, but it, you know, it's something special just for me. So I remember getting a lot of those and uh, plugging them into my CD player versus like a normal artist. And I would say, oh, oh this doesn't sound quite the same. It's not as loud. And it was uh, charming. And yeah. And so that's what I remember. I haven't remembered. I don't remember getting that feeling of an EP since going to shows and, and getting that sound. And it's crazy because nowadays people still sell that like CDs and like vinyls and that sort of thing. And I don't know. I don't know anyone how many who people buys CDs though. Yeah. I'm going to say, I don't know many people that buy that. And even if you do that, like vinyls, yes. Yeah. Vinyls but, I can yeah. see, but the EP thing is just, I haven't, I haven't yeah. gotten that feeling from a band because I don't really have many places to play a CD player. And it doesn't seem that exciting. Like, oh, four songs? I can go to listen to four million songs right now. Yeah, but I know. You know. I get it. Like, I think it's... Spe- I remember vividly, I'll just, like, give a little um, anecdote here. It's like, I remember being um, a kid, and uh, we would go on family vacations, road trips and stuff. And there was one specific time we went, and we stopped at a rest stop, and we were going to the bathroom or whatever, and I sat on this bench, and there was, like, a couple of CDs there that people have let, had left, their little EPs on, on the, in the rest stop. And there, I took one of them, and, we, and I played it over and over and over in the car, and I still wish to this day that I had that CD. I had no idea what the band was called or whatever, but I loved that song, and it really, like, touched me. And, um, and I think it's interesting because maybe this concept can still be used today. Maybe if I leave a CD of my EP somewhere at a rest stop, or a somebody code. does have a CD player and they will, yeah, or no, but I mean, maybe oh, you it's worth go old school. just leaving the CD there because it, at least there's a shot of it giving that feeling to someone even today, you know, if they take a chance on it, except now they can look my name up and follow me on Spotify after, so... The uh, there was one EP that I got, and it was I think, Pink, and in her in the middle of her song or the end of the song, she actually says something like, "Hey, thanks for listening to my EP. You know, this is my life goal to do music. I really hope you like it, and this sort of thing." That's cool. And this was after this was after after she was big. So I think my cousin brought it from Germany, and then gave it to me. So it was just <laughs> I'm like that's I'm like, really cool. Yeah, actually. it was cool. Even though she was already established, it was cool finding. I this wish old you thing. had that. I would love to see that. Yeah, yeah. So well, cool. Well, maybe not an EP, but maybe a waterfall strategy, maybe once a month, but something maybe, is coming I don't soon, know. yeah? I, oh, for me, something is coming very soon. Yeah, because it's the 2nd of March, maybe it's a little bit after the 2nd of March, yeah? <laughs> okay, well, we'll figure it out eventually here. Is there anything else about release strategies that blows your mind? That blows my mind. No, but you know what? I would like to backtrack for a second and say um, what you said about hearing Pink talk at the end of her song or uh, or whatever, her EP. Um, I think that, that the talking at the end of um, certain things was more common back when there was records. But um, 
I was listening to a Tom Petty song the other day, and at the end of the song, he said, now at this point in the record, this is when you're going to have to flip your record over no to go to the B-side. That's awesome. I hope you're enjoying it, or whatever. And he I was that? like, oh my God, this is so cool that I wish I could put this. If next When I make an album, I want this, even though I just want that in there. You know what I mean? I think that's really cool. Yeah. I. You know what? It would be neat to make a pseudo concept album where at the mm-hmm. end you mm-hmm. you have something connected with it or with a track order or saying something about the song. I don't know, man. That's that's maybe that's a that's whole cool, new unexplored idea. Maybe we just hit gold and we're just May I don't know. I listen, I haven't heard it often. But I think there's something about being in the middle of listening to like a song that you find so great. It ends and then right away you hear the talking of the person. Like you actually hear them speak. It makes it so much more personal. Yeah. Um, or even the though they're just saying flip off. the record over. Usher. You know, that, oh yeah. That's, <laughs> that's who I'm talking about. That's a different okay. concept. Jason Derulo. Oh my word. I never met him, but I met his dance crew backstage. Oh, oh, yeah! I don't want to toot my own horn, but I did open for Jason Derulo. That's uh, right. Uh, that's one of James's like really claim to fame. I'll never right let there, that so. down. <laughs> I can dance better because of it now. <laughs> Boy, this okay. mic is right. really picking Maybe up my should... voice so well. Listen, we're we're talking so much about what it's like this con- this idea of like adding speaking to tracks. So I think something really important to talk about is the microphones that they use for that. Boy, you've got a great mic. I would rate your microphone 10 out of 10 that you're using right now. Oh my God. That's funny, James, because I would rate your microphone a 10 out of 10. Yeah, we're both using the SM7B. I actually got this one at a Sam Ash that I was at. Um, it was for a guitar competition. And I told the guy like, hey, I'm you know thinking about getting into singing. What would you suggest? He's like, well, is it, is it a live performance or recording? He's like, uh, you know, because it makes a big difference. I'm like, oh, well, which one would you pick? He's like, well, it depends what your budget is. I'm like, I don't want to spend too much. He's like, well, we do have an SM7B that is pretty well priced, and the price is probably going to go up, so you might want to get that. So I got the SM7B, and it still works from like 15 years ago, I feel like. I don't even know. It's been forever that I've had this thing, and it's just a workhorse. And it's crazy because I looked online, and you can apparently get an SM57 and just EQ it, and it sounds almost exactly the same. No way. Yep. Yep. I'll send you darn the video it. after this. Like, like, darn it, man. Yeah. <laughs> but that's okay. I really <laughs> like this They're tricking thing. us, but it's good. It's good, though. And it's funny because you and I record differently. I think you have your thing set to flat. There's a little EQ thing on the back of the microphone that affects how it sounds. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I have the both things turned on. The little so, knobs. The secret right. little knobs. <laughs> and so... Speaking of recording, so I went nuts about this because I was getting really into singing for the last two years. I haven't really sang much lately, but I was getting incredibly serious about it. So I, I spent the money to go into a studio, and they had everything. They have the Neumann mics, which if anybody knows about that, they were all you know thousands of dollars for those microphones. They had some you know stuff that isn't made anymore, and uh, of course I brought my microphone. So I sat there and recorded with all these different mics. And I had two engineers listen to it, and they both said, oh, your your voice sounds best with this one. And uh, so the, I looked on eBay, there was one more left of that, and I bought that microphone. So whenever I record vocals, that's what I use now. This one is just so good for the talking podcast thing, though. So I like this because it's quiet, and if yeah. my AC comes on, it doesn't pick it up as bad. But uh, yeah, it's really, 
I'm really connected to that sound because I, f- I feel like I got the opinion of people that. Well, are you really personally, respected. yeah, you yeah. like have it personally, uh, uh, like customized for you. So that's good. Right. So I really felt that's great important. about that, and uh, and then I got the plugins that were similar to what they had in the studio, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, this is what I'm going to use for it. I don't have to think about this anymore. And then I feel like that was worth, it, you know, that I was paying hourly, so I was trying to go quick. But it was worth it and a lot of fun. And Simon was there. He was one of the engineers. Oh, awesome. And, uh, we yeah, haven't Simon talked about Simon. We should just talk about Simon. We'll, really uh, we'll bring him back. We'll bring him back. But I want to hear your take. Like, how many mics do you have? What have you experienced? What do you feel? Cause, and also, sure, sure, this sure. is a dynamic. And that one that they suggest <laughs> sure. is a condensioner. Condenser. Condensioner. Condension. <laughs> my condensers are getting tight in okay, my teeth. Um, and I can't talk. Um, every time I say sure, I'm just going to laugh now because I, (laughs) anyway, um, if you're listening and you don't know why I think that's funny, it's because that's what the brand name is called. I just want to say that. Um, the brand is sure. Yes. Anyway, I'm using the SM7B. I remember when I first got into everything, um, I went to Guitar Center, (laughs) went to Guitar Center. I talked to one of the, the people working there, very helpful guy. And he told me, oh, if you're starting out, you should get the Focusrite, the Scarlett um, 2i2. And I said, sign me up, take my money. Uh, except, you know, a, a lot of times they try to get you to like buy that like package deal thing. And I was like, nah, nah, I want to get a mic that is going to actually sound good. I know I don't have a lot of money, but give me one that sounds good. So I got the um, Audio-Technica 2020 and that's a condenser microphone. It picks up everything and it's very I would say um it's very bright and I I I never really had a problem with it but I would um it really depends on the sound you're looking for it made me sound very bright and shiny and like when I would go it's make it sound very like dance vocalist-esque-esque-esque um but there was a lot of other purposes that I did use it for like acoustic guitar and um with the right placement it really had it has some great sound i still uh, i still use it for something and that things. mic's like like 100 right so because that was literally like, like 100 dollars something like that yes so then i i i but with me with my with my vocals like i was saying the condenser microphone is really great um if you're doing if personally if i'm doing things where i'm singing low or i'm kind of like whispering trying to do a billy eilish thing you know or maybe have like an r&b style but a lot of my songs are the uh teetering on the genre of like rock and um i have a very screamy once in a while screamy is not the right word but uh raspy i go into some Melanis morissette type of uh, yeah so my dynamics are so um, abrasive for the condenser microphone it ended up um, being like I just wanted a different microphone that maybe could handle um, not having the gain go too much and make me clip all the time so it was worth it for me to get this one um, the SM7B well that's why they gave it to at, at back in the day it was only for it wasn't really used for musical recordings and I guess the engineer was annoyed with Michael Jackson and his <laughs> <laughs> All, all that craziness <laughs> and so they like give me the radio mic we need this guy to chill out yeah. and all this you know intense well it pops and all this it stuff, comes so. with this kind of built-in pop filter cover windscreen situation it it i mean tss, 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 you could still hear it it probably still annoys you but it's it's better it's good and and uh and for the price range it's like one of the most professional things that you can you can kind of 
work towards because it's like but, I, I paid four hundred, I think. But is that your best microphone? This is yeah. I mean, no. What is best? Is that because it costs the most? I don't I know. I want the most expensive. I'm the. I got some signature mic here. You, okay, talk about your best. I'm well, go I know. I'll say I'm much more interested in um, trying to learn more about ribbon mics because. You know, I mean, it's a rabbit hole. Some people will say that the, that every little intricate detail about microphones isn't like so dramatic of a difference. But I think ribbon microphones might be where my vocals are the happiest because they well, give like a that's interesting a very warm like mm, I don't know vin- more vintagey feel, and that's kind of what I want to lean towards. So um, I'm going to look a lot more into that. Um, well, then I will say this: this microphone that I love. Is by Sterling Audio. It's not made anymore. It's, it says the Ocean Way Signature Edition, and uh, it's by Alan Sides. And I think he still makes stuff, but yeah. So that's my mic, and that's what I like most. That's your mic. But hey, maybe we'll go in the studio sometime and figure find one that's the perfect yeah. balance between the two ones you have yeah, now. Yeah, because I it's haven't. A ribbon. Maybe it's a uh-huh. rocket ship. I don't know. Maybe it's a rocket. I hope it does, because I want to boo. Go to Mars, baby. So everybody, I think that's where we can. Uh, <laughs> we sound like crypto people. At this. Let's go to the moon. Hey, man. to the moon. To the bada. Hey, what about this? Bada bing, bada boom. To the moon. Please tell me somebody knows what that is from. I think I'm alluding to the honeymooners. I, I can't even be too sure. My brain is scrambled eggs. But anyway, this has been a good talk about microphones. <laughs> so James, what do you want to promote? Well, I have a website that uh, is always evolving, and I've changed my pricing structure, so it's $7 a month, and uh, I have a guitar course, and I'm going to be issuing challenges, and uh, with those challenges, That's, I'll link the videos that yeah. will uh, help you with those challenges, and you know, you basically get lessons for a really low price, and I'm going to be updating this for uh, <laughs> the rest of my life. This well, my I've, I've seen a couple of sneak peeks and I will say that it is really, really, really some top-notch stuff. You, you are really can't kind. get this anywhere else. So This is no Marty. No offense, Marty, but this is no Marty. All right? <laughs> yeah, Marty's music. But anyway, it's uh, less than 25 cents a day. So uh, get on over to guitarwithjames.com. I'm going to be adding a lot to that and it should be live by the time you hear this. So see you guys for some online guitar lessons there. So that leads me to you, Brooke. What would you like to promote? What are you up to? I hear there's a show or something. Well, what I'm most excited about um, coming up soon is that gig in Manhattan. And uh, obviously, James is going to be there. And it's going to be so awesome. We got the whole band uh, together to play these songs. And um, it's great. The link, you could find the link to the tickets in my link tree, which is in my bio on Instagram, Facebook, everything like that. It's just link tree. Um, slash Brooke Riso. And where is this wonderful event? It's going to be at the Bitter End, which is just such an incredible spot. Uh, an amazing, amazing little um, hole in the wall that has been there since the beginning of time and had so many famous acts. And it's it's just going to be so much fun. It's going to be really entertaining. So I, I, I you should come out. Yeah, and uh, I'm hoping it's going to be a better time than my oh, first yes. Bitter End experience. <laughs> James has yeah. his own very unique bitter end experience so. i'll talk about it next podcast <laughs> that said that's it for now and see you in two weeks bye, bye.